Blog Talk Radio. Body, Spirit, You, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is a collaboration between five women and spirit or universe, all brought to you by www.mindbodyspiritu.com. That's the letter U. There are weekly shows on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two Wednesdays a month, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and two Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time covering topics about all things healing, spiritual, metaphysical and we even throw in a bit of science. Many of our shows include time for you to ask for assistance on your journey and you will be able to experience some amazing healing modalities and receive guidance, authentic spiritual guidance, right here, right now. Many are aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our mind, bodies, and spirit. And that's exactly what we are here to discuss. So please join us in the spiral of life, and together we will learn, grow, and heal. Now let's get started with today's show. Hi everybody, this is Tracy Liebman and I am joined tonight with by Carol Nicholson. Hi Carol. Hi. Hi everyone. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say hi and and so welcome to In the Flow with Tracy on Mind, Body, Spirit, You. Tonight is an interview show and we are speaking with Carol Nicholson and she is a psychic medium and a teacher. She has programs where she teaches people to, uh, well I'm going to let her describe it, but <laughs> to to access and learn more about their, I want to say sixth sense, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay, okay. And uh, typically on these shows, meaning the, the interview shows, I like to ask my guests to tell us about themselves instead of me reading their bios online, which everybody can find. Uh, and I'll say your website now. You can find Carol at imaginespirit.com. And so you can see everything she has to offer there. But, Carol, I know that you kind of um, zigzagged your way <laughs> into That's this... a good way of putting it. <laughs> ...into this profession, this this way of being. Uh, so, would you... You can tell us as little, you know, as, go as long as you'd like or as short as you'd like about your journey into becoming a psychic medium. Sure. Um, like a lot of people who are what I call professional mediums or psychics today, we didn't start out that way. Uh, for me personally, um, I did have experiences as a young child, vivid dreams, uh, seeing, sensing presences in my room, um, per, you know, frankly scared to death, not knowing what that was all about. Uh, but I lived through that, and like so many, trying to explain to my parents what was going on and then getting the pat on the head that, you know, you're just dreaming, dear, or it's just your imagination. Uh, you know, I just, well, okay, you know. So uh, I survived that, and then after a while, all of that went away. And I was gifted with a singing voice, so I did, uh, you know, study classical music for many, many years and did some light opera and Broadway shows around the San Francisco Bay Area, um, married, had the family, but my hobby, uh, it was voracious, was reading everything there was about the psychic realm and ghosts and spirits and all of that, but it was just that, it was just a hobby, 
Um, I really didn't take any classes in my early 20s, but I started having what we call today precognitive dreams. And in the dreams, something would happen. The dreams were very vivid. And it would be like a scene and something happened in in the scene. And it was nothing like uh, very... Uh, you would call eventful, it was just stuff, you know, but I would end up reliving that exact scene the next day uh, exactly as it appeared in the dream. So I went, hmm, something's up with this. I knew I had something. Um, I was very intuitive around people, and I could usually pick up what was going on with people, even if they were putting on a brave face or, you know, let's say they were going through a rough time but didn't want anyone to know about it. I just seemed to know, but I wouldn't say anything, tried to be very tactful. And it wasn't until I went through a major life change um, that I left the San Francisco Bay Area and went to Scottsdale, Arizona. My parents had retired, and they were close by, and I decided to start a new life. And I happened to go to a psychic fair up in Sedona, and I'd never been to a psychic fair before. Wow, that sounds exotic. And I I happened to meet my teacher-to-be, Dr. Alice Bowers, and she did a reading for me. And it was interesting during the reading, and she was using tarot cards, and, and, you know, I do use the tarot. They're they're a tool, you know, they're just like any other kind of tool. Uh, But she looked at me, and she said, you're going to be doing what I'm doing. And I looked at her, and I said, I, I was almost rude. I said, you've got to be kidding. You know, uh, I can't do this. You know, you don't understand. This is just a hobby. Um, but as it turned out, you know, I did start taking classes from her, started to develop what I perceived as my gifts to be, and it was a journey. It was going from one thing to another, learning to read the tarot, um, learning about my clairvoyance, uh, learning about mediums and mediumship, you know, communicating with spirits. Uh, One thing led to another, and I began doing professional readings, but I also kept simultaneously... uh, um, a professional job. I, I was in management. Um, I was in publishing, and then I've also been uh, with the airlines for several years. Um, and I kept that life. So I had two different lives, and I even read under an assumed name because in those days you didn't like let your day job know what you were doing in the psychic realm. You know, it's just like a no-no. So I kept that life separate. And it wasn't until around 2000 when everything started to crash with the dot-coms and everything that um, finding a job, my company had been sold out, you know, to to another company and they brought in all new people, couldn't find a job. And I went, this must be it. This must be the signal that I am supposed to be doing this uh, full time. And it was a very scary proposition. And I had been teaching classes all along as well and found that I loved teaching people and uh, sharing my own experiences and, and helping them through their doubts and their fears and what is this thing that I have. And people kept coming to me and asking me, you know, to teach them privately. And it finally occurred to me, you know, I have so much to offer, why don't I just start a school? So that's when Imagine Spirit um, came into being and then developed the website. And I've been teaching classes either by phone or in person since, I would say, very strongly since 2003. I just recently moved out from Scottsdale to Alabama, beautiful Alabama, and I still teach classes. I just taught a mediumship uh, in two-day intensive in Birmingham and had quite a good turnout for the Bible Belt. It was really great. And then I am going to Scottsdale to teach a two-day psychic discovery and mastery workshop, and we just sold out yesterday, so I'm very excited about that. And then plan to schedule some more classes. I do several classes by phone on the Akashic Records, Spirit Attachments, Clairvoyance, um, on the Angelic Realm. You name it, I, I've done it pretty much. And uh, I have, you know, participated in circles and development circles and had meetup groups. So um, here I am today, totally 180 out from where I ever thought I would be in my life at this point. But as I was talking with Tracy earlier, you know, it's interesting, you know, how this field just kind of opens up for us, and we seem to get led into it, and we seem to have a calling, and um, how exciting that is, because it's it's just, 
it's uh it's so filled with light and love that that I can't begin to tell you what a wonderful journey it's been. Yeah. It's true. It's a, it's a great place to dwell. Yes, it <laughs> in is. In the world of spirit, you know? And we talked a little bit about the idea of you mentioned all those different things, everything from Akashic records, angels, uh mediumship, psychic, tarot. <laughs> So, yeah, I love that you have knowledge on so many different things, and we'll probably touch on as many of those as we can. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, because I think it's important. uh, We talked a little before we started the actual show about, you know, I think people get confused by, even I asked my teacher exactly, so, you know, because people have told me you're meant to be a medium. Okay, and I'm like, hmm, and I'm one of those people that I'm not, I'm intrigued by ghosts. Um, I love watching those shows <laughs> on mm. TV, the paranormal stuff. Right. I have always read books about it um, and UFOs and be- other beings, all of, all of that is, ever since I was a little girl. And at the same time, um, I don't think, but who knows, right? You can never say never, as you've just proven. I don't think that mediumship meaning, speaking with people's deceased loved ones, is necessarily one of my gifts. So people were saying to me, that's actually when I Googled you. (laughs) It was Ah. a couple months ago. Yeah, I was told again, so maybe it was like the third time or something, right? You will be a medium. You are a medium, question mark. You know, people ask me that. And other spiritual people. That Last time that it happened, I had taken an animal communication workshop. And there's a whole other realm that I didn't mention to you. But, yeah, I do. I work with animals. <laughs> and I also work with animals and people, meaning do workshops in the sense of um, for everyone, for every everyday language I use, coaching with horses. That's what it is that I do. Okay, <laughs> Personal development stuff, yeah. Um, anyway, that woman told me. She's like, you're going to be a medium. So then I started Googling around to talk with more mediums. And I asked my teacher, what is a medium? You know, why? What? And I was described to me as uh, it's all of this that we're talking about. But I'm going to ask you to tell us your definition. Like, how do you teach? What? What? What exactly is a medium? Well, a medium is just that. They're the intermediary between the spirit realm, the astral realm, which holds, you know, where most of us cross over, and passing along messages to those still on the earth plane, the physical three-dimensional earth plane. And so the medium will open themselves up and then, um, you know, extend the aura and allow the spirits, uh, through what's called a gatekeeper, uh, who really, you know, guards over the medium to make sure nothing gets through that shouldn't, um, basically allows the different spirits who want to pass along a message to come in and to start transmitting via clairvoyance through pictures, symbols, or through clairaudience, you know, someone might be hearing the words, uh, or clairsentience, which someone might be sensing or feeling how the person crossed over. But it's usually a message of, I'm here, I'm alive, I'm okay. You know, that's one of the most... um, common messages there is but the people and any of you who have ever lost a loved one and you can't quite believe they're no longer here and you're wondering do they truly exist somewhere else is there truly an afterlife you know through a medium that proof will come forth through a validation of certain things that the spirit will share with the medium and the medium will say yes you know and they're giving me this information that information and so the person can go yeah that's mom or yeah that's granddad or or, yes that's my best friend you know without a doubt and it really helps with closure you know the the whole idea of mediumship is it's really twofold one to prove the existence of an afterlife and then number two closure for those that are in inconsolable grief you know, they can't seem to move forward or move past the grieving process, and it really helps, you know, for them to know their loved one is still somewhere, um, you know, waiting to reunite again at some certain point in time. 
and and it helps them, you know, with closure and to be able to go on with life. Oftentimes, though, it's it's the other end. It's the spirit has unfinished business. They didn't say something they needed to say before they passed. Let's say it was sudden and maybe they hadn't treated their family members very well. You know, oftentimes they'll come back and they'll say, I am so sorry, or I want you to know how much I loved you. Maybe I never told you. You know, there's all sorts of dynamics going on here and all sorts of reasons. But that is primarily the role of a medium. Right. And then, um, okay, then let's talk a little bit about then psychic. So, yeah. Basically, a psychic will be able through the different six senses and that includes the clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and one I call claircognizance, to obtain information about and uh, project maybe into the future for the person that they're reading so that the psychic will be able to possibly tune in with them uh, maybe as a medical intuitive and see what parts of their body uh, may be having problems or maybe maybe drawing in future illness, you know, as we talked about earlier, Tracy, you know, everything's about energy and mm-hmm. it's the psychic's energy melds with the client's energy and they're able to pick up information. Um telling them maybe all about themselves, maybe even reading their past, maybe at the same time reading the Akashic Records, which that just is a place where all thoughts, deeds, and actions reside, you know, for every person, Um, maybe looking into some of their past lives or even looking into the future if there's a question about where uh, their client wants to go in the future or I, I want to go for this job, is that a good job for me or I've just met this person or are, are they important in my life or are they going to be with me for a long time? These are all things that a psychic works with. Now then you have those that are both psychic medium, which is what I am. Uh, I, I When I started out, truthfully, when I started out, I, I just planned on being just a straight psychic doing readings. I did uh, get certified in mediumship because I did have that ability, but I never, never really wanted to do anything with it. It wasn't really calling to me at the time in my earlier years, and I've been doing this 27 years, um, but it, it still, I kept seeing earthbound spirits here and there and having things happen, and um, I believe that for me, in the earlier years, I was supposed to be developing developing my psychic self and had I been trying to do both it might have been overwhelming Uh, but that's just me personally someone else might handle it like rolling off a log you know but I too was told I'm supposed to be a medium and I kept saying no and then finally one day I it just hit me that that now's the time to do it so maybe you know what you do is you just wait for that like aha moment or the light bulb going on or going, yeah, I think I'm ready for this now. I think I want to do this now. But you don't have to do it. That's what people need to understand. No matter what anybody says to you or even what your guides, you know, are pushing at you, you still have the power. You still have the decision-making last word. And we, you know, as human beings on the soul level know what's good for us. You know, so we may have these things in front of us, maybe through our soul's blueprint, maybe we plan to do it, but you know it just depends on timing, it depends on a lot of uh variables as to when a person might launch themselves in in a direction, let's say towards mediumship or they decide, no, I'm just going to stay strictly a psychic or, or I'm going to be a healer and and that's all I want to do in this lifetime, and that's perfectly okay. Right. So on the – we were talking before the show, so we'll have to fill everyone else in <laughs> about spirit guides, and, and I was sharing that that's uh, pretty much where I started in the sense of anything that made clear sense, meaning that I could share it with someone else, that I could write it down, right? I've had – psychic abilities like there's going to be a car accident there's these little things would happen throughout my life okay that that happened (laughs) 
and everybody poo-pooed me, and I poo-pooed it too because everybody was poo-pooing it. So I just said, okay, and move on, you know, go to college, get married, all the quote-unquote regular things. So the idea, where does is spirit guide connecting with spirit guides psychic? Is that what you would call it? Well, you would Or is it me because I'm kind of the medium? Yeah. It's you using your psychic senses to Mm -hmm. do that, which we're all born with. We all have natural psychic abilities. Just some people have a strength in one psychic ability as opposed to another. And like I always share with my students, I'm extremely clairvoyant and clairsentient. But when it comes to clairaudience, which is clear hearing, or actually hearing words being spoken in the air, no, it's not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not there. And I've learned to, you know, trust my inner hearing. And mm-hmm. and there is a difference between the physical ear hearing a vibration of a spirit speaking and just kind of hearing the words in your head. Right. You know, so what it is is that you are... Whatever you're doing, it's natural, and it's there for you, and you're just turning up the receivers a little bit more and allowing the interaction to take place. Our guides are around us all the time. We can have anywhere from two to eight guides, as, as you very well know. And then we ha- those are the inner bands of guides. And then we have the outer band of guides, which you know you can call your, your auxiliary guides or professional guides. And, and these guides will come in when we're in need. Let's say you're learning how to use the computer. There will be a guide who has lived on Earth that maybe recently passed that's very good at computers. And so they volunteered to be a spirit guide to help different people uh, with that project, or maybe you decide you want to be a painter, you know, you switch gears halfway through your life and decide, I'm going to leave everything and I'm going to paint, and so a guide will come in, probably even one of the masters might come in and help with that project, so we've we've got that set of guides, but, but our normal set of guides, which includes our master guide, who's probably been with us for many, many lifetimes and that we trust, they're always with us and around us, it's just just a matter of taking time to slow down and, you know, listen very silently, just kind of open up and see what information starts coming through, and then trusting the information that you get. You know, that's one of the hardest things for people is, well, I think I communicated with my guide, but maybe it was just my imagination. I really didn't feel them or hear them say certain words to me. You know, and that's how I work with people to start discerning. You know, what 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 is just our imagination, and and what is truly spirit contact. Yeah, and I want to uh, let everyone know that if whoever's listening is interested in more spirit guide information, Aleka and I did a call last Monday night on that topic. So you can go back to the archives. And we did a, a whole hour show on connecting with your spirit guides, and and she helped me. So uh, I shared my experience of how it, you know, how my first, <laughs> how my first real interaction that I knew was happening. Because, like you said, it's happened all the time. It's always been happening, but we're not always aware that it's going on. So I just wanted to let everybody know that, and we'll. I wanted to ask you a question about um, you use the word gatekeeper, and that has come up in my in my realm a few times. I mean, over the years, lots of times. But more recently, <laughs> one of those kind of it feels like one of those knocks. You know, hello, are you paying attention to me? Um, so tell you said explain that a little bit more for the listeners. What you mean by gatekeeper? Okay, when one really decides, maybe it's an inner decision, maybe it's on a conscious level, to pursue opening up more, opening our energy fields up more to the psychic realm and to the astral realm of spirits, um, we we really go through uh, what I call the five basic essentials. And we go through the grounding, we go through the cleansing of the auric field, the protection, and um, you know, so on and so forth. 
and the protection part is what we're doing is, you know, on our end, we're setting up a bubble of protection in essence. But we also, in this is a gatekeeper's primarily for those that are engaging in mediumship. Uh, when one is open like that and calling spirits in, uh, it's kind of like the Ouija board. You don't want to sit down and just say who's out there, you know, because yeah. any old spirit floating around might hear the call or might see the light and and just drop in, and maybe they have a malicious intent. And I always say before anything else, um, it, it's one of the universal laws that like attracts like. So that, number one, you know, one will probably, if they're working with the light energies, you know, they're going to attract beings of the light themselves and, and nothing of a negative or malicious intent. But every now and then, there's there's one dogged, you know, entity out there that that just says, hey, I'm going to create some mischief, or you know, I might even just try to attach to this person because they're kind of weak, their energy field's weak, and and live vicariously through them. It is the gatekeeper's job to keep that from happening. So when one decides that they're going to engage in um, the development of and practice of mediumship, you know, one of the first things that, that is set into place, whether the medium is aware or the aspiring medium is aware of it or not, is the gatekeeper. And the gatekeeper is there to keep those darker or lower energies out. And, and I call them the bouncer. Okay. I call them the bouncer guide. I mean, they will keep them out so that the medium does not have to worry about, well, if I open up, you know, what what's going to come in? Can anything attach to me? Is something going to, you know, come in and, and, and try and scare the group or, you know, just come in and just spread their negative verbiage or what have you? That's what a gatekeeper does, and they can be with one for an, for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And is it is that like with your gatekeeper? Do you have a relationship with? Yes, and that's okay. the next step. When one is developing mediumship, one of the first things that they want to do, not only with their, uh, we have also um, a spirit helper guide that helps us with our mediumship. That's one of the auxiliary guides. Um, but we develop relationships with all our guides. So that just is the first thing that happens. You know, as you well know, Tracy, you have to develop that level of trust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that feeling like it's, it's this is a dear friend. This is someone I can trust. This is someone that I can stand fall backwards and they'll catch me. I don't even have to think about it. You know, there's that they'll always look out for my highest and best good and always work with me in the highest and best way. Um, and so you develop your relationship with, with your inner band of guides, but you also develop that relationship with the gatekeeper. And when I teach classes and we do exercises, it's kind of like, here, you're going to get the signature of your gatekeeper. You're going to know who they are or if they're there with you just by either a sense or a smell or a feel or you know, or just a knowing that they're there. You, you feel the presence pressing in, and you um, kind of have have a lot of dialogues with your gatekeeper and you set the ground rules and you know um they're there for you they're there for you but what i always tell students and this is very important is and i mentioned it earlier we still are the decision makers if something doesn't feel right and they want us to do something we absolutely do not have to do it right we don't have That's, to but yeah free will yes exactly Exactly. But they will be there and and they will guard us. So it's like a guardian angel. Sometimes people ask me, well, is your gatekeeper the same as your guardian angel? And no, they're two different things entirely. Right, right, right. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that on the call last week about um, spirit guides versus angels versus guardian angels versus our our loved ones, whom some are always around you know, our dead loved ones, yeah, who are willing to help us and guide us, but there are differences. In, in there like, are, absolutely. Yeah, in like and it who can they be are. confusing and overwhelming <laughs> to the novice. It's like, I want to do this, but they're telling me there's a spirit communicator and there's a gatekeeper and there's my master teacher and there's this and there's that, and it's like, whoa, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's why it's called development. 
Exactly. <laughs> you and do it a little also, bit at a time. Yeah, and it's always um, good to have a teacher. And, you know, a teacher that you can work with one-on-one or a teacher that teaches uh, weekends, you know, like you're doing or an ongoing program like you do also. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about that, but I want to check in with you. We have a couple of callers and a few people uh, in the chat room, and I know that you're open to taking a a couple of calls, but I just wanted to see, like, do you want to take some calls now and then go back to talking with me? Do you want to keep talking with me and then take well, calls at the end? What would feel good sure, to you? Sure, let's take a couple calls now so that people, so it doesn't get backed up and people have okay. to wait a long time. It was very nice of them to call in, so yeah, I'd love to take a couple calls. Okay, all right. Well, thank you. Since it's just me and you, I haven't been able to go and, like, screen or find anybody's names. So hopefully they will be there when I bring them live because I can't say, you know, hello, Susan. But (laughs) hold on one second. I will bring this person live. The phone number is, the area code is a 209. Hi, are you with us? Yes. Hi. What's your first name? Excuse me? What is your first name? Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Okay. Well, you're on with Carol, so go ahead, Carol. Hi, Ruby. How can I help you this evening? Hi. Um, I have a question. Um, I've been told I'm kind of clairvoyant myself. Um, you know, like, so I do see stuff, and it does happen. I dream stuff. I see stuff. I see auras. I see angels sometimes. But um, how can I say this? I, I mean, it's always positive things, you know, thankfully, you know. Um, I'm always able to kind of give the people around me, you know, like a positive energy. But for myself, I'm very negative. You know, like, I I give the positive, but I attract the negative, you know. So I don't know if you're able to do this, because I know, um, you know, you were talking about being a medium and being a psychic, but I was wondering if there's any way you could kind of be able to give me, like, anything positive to look forward to that you could, that okay. you might sense or see. So when you say you attract the negative, are you talking about spirit entities? No, 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 no. No, just just everyday life kind of stuff. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah, um actually I've had several students who go through this. They're great people. They're, you know, they do a lot for others and they try and keep an up and positive attitude and yet daily life just seems, you know, difficult or or quote unquote bad things just keep happening. And it it may be that they're in a time in their life where they're just getting all this stuff out of the way. They're clearing up karmic debts. And, you know, when these things happen, um, what I ask people to do is is write them down. Keep that psychic journal, you know, um, and then maybe go into the event and, and see what was I thinking before this happened. Or maybe I call it the voice behind the voice. We have that conscious thinking voice. We have our mind that's very busy and it's always talking to us. But then there's the voice behind that voice. And that's what I ask people to do is try to discover the voice behind the voice that may be feeding you negative information or playing out negative patterns time and time again um, and and really try and pinpoint that. And if there's a lesson to be learned... If, if a lesson seems real important there, then try and see what it is and master it and then let it go. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier said than done, but I too went through a period in my life where I felt like that was going on for me. And I could not figure it out for anything. Mm-hmm. And then finally I started getting an idea about, well, what are my thinking patterns? You know, well, what do I think all the time? Um, do I think, oh, poor pitiful me? Or I'm not saying this is you, but this is what I went yeah. through. Or maybe people don't like me, or maybe people think I'm weird because I'm psychic, or they pick up I'm different, or, you know, so I I, I could start going to this new group, and yet they're not going to like me, and, and or somebody talks about me and gossips about me, and so I might as well give up, you know. So start examining your thought patterns. And and be aware of them. And when you catch yourself, then you go, hey, I'm doing it again. And so I'm going to turn that around. 
And so whatever the situation is that seems negative, you're going to turn it around and affirm, I am such and such. Yeah. I am I am calm. I am likable. I am uh, employable. I am a good worker. You know, turn it around to the positive, and it takes work. And it, t- it's, it takes constant vigilance sometimes, and you get tired and worn out with it. But eventually it will pay off, and you're going to start seeing events in your life starting to shift and change. Mm-hmm. It's about setting yeah, boundaries, too. Yeah, because I've tried. You know how, how um, they say if you think negative, you'll attract negative. And, and I've tried meditating and trying to, you know, at least manifest some kind of positivity in my life. And I find it to be the hardest thing, you know. It, it's, it always shifts back to negative, you know. And right. I feel like that's what I'm attracting and that's what my my well, life is being surrounded by. Right. Um, again, it takes work and it takes time. And it might take you a year or two. Oh, wow. <laughs> And that's okay. Isn't it worth it? It's an investment in your life to really work that hard. I have worked on myself spiritually for almost 30 years now. And there are some days where I feel like I'm right back at square one. But remember, it's lifelong progress, not perfection. We are human. We have human traits. And, you know, it's not just you. It's probably family life. It's people around you. And maybe some of them are negative. And maybe some of that negativity is spilling over on you and you're picking up on it and you're thinking it's a part of your own package when it's really not. Yeah. It's really not. And the truth of the matter is, you know, uh, things happen, you know, unpleasant things happen. And it's how we handle those things that matters. If we have a negative thing happen to us, how do we handle that? Do we lash out? Do we want to get revenge? Are we bitter? You know, or are we, okay, I'm going to take a look at this, and then I'm going to get through it somehow, but I am also going to affirm that I've learned that this lesson, whatever even teeny-weensy little lesson it is, that I don't have to attract this anymore. You know, And that's, that's another thing, is that for me, when I finally stop being the victim in my own mind, then things really started changing for me. And I didn't even know I was doing that. But they, you know, I finally went, put my foot down. I even put my foot down with my guides, and you, you, you all may laugh at this, but I fired them for about three years. Wow. <laughs> I fired my guides across the board, and I wouldn't talk to them. And then I started realizing it wasn't them; it was me. And I was it just wasn't taking the time to work with them and and to be open enough to see my end of things where I was causing stuff to happen. And so I kind of acro and you know asked them to come back. And and I did get a new group of guides. I have one master guide who's always been with me. Sometimes my guide says, "You're so silly." You know, when I'm crying, complaining about my life or if something's gone wrong, <laughs> so you're so silly. It makes me start laughing. My guide really has a sense of humor, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's really harnessing your inner power and yeah. making that inner decision that, hey, this isn't going to happen anymore. And if it does, I'm not going to react to it. I just do what's in front of me, take care of what I can, and then go on with it. I'm just not mm-hmm. going to carry it around with me anymore. Are you going to be able to do any readings today? I might be doing a few readings. I don't know. I think we need to move on to another caller, however. Okay. Thanks, Ruby. Okay, Ruby. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. Ruby. All right. I wanted to um, give a shout-out to Ruby about journaling. <laughs> So if if she's curious about, like, why does this keep happening, why does this keep happening, just quiet your mind. Um, I like to say grounds because it always helps me get in touch, meaning just grow roots into the ground and then just start writing. And you can ask. And, and the, you know, that's one of the ways my guides speak to me is through when I journal, you know, and all of a sudden right. I'm like, oh, what was that? You know, I yeah. didn't even know that was coming up. 
But if you feel perplexed in your life and you're not sure why things continue to happen over and over, there's just something we're missing. Well, what am I missing? Just ask the question, you know? Okay, let's see. Yes, that's a good point. I just want to say, too, some call Mm -hmm. it automatic writing, but it's inspirational writing as well when Mm -hmm. you journal. And for some reason, getting it out of the head onto paper is so cathartic. Right. And and it just kind of takes all the angst out of it, and then you do make that connection, and you start getting answers, and you go, wow, I couldn't have written that, or that must have been my guide because, you know, I don't use those words. Right. Or, yeah, it's, it is. You're absolutely right, an excellent tool to use. And also, the um, not, we'll throw out another term here, right? I think that the automatic writing, journaling, however we want to, inspirational writing, um connects us to our innermost self, right? And some people call it that, the innermost self. Some people call it the divine self. Some people call it the true self, the higher self. The you higher know, self, exactly. Yes. That's why it gets so complicated for us is that um, we're like, okay, you know, how many, how many different labels, even though they're very similar things or concepts. You're absolutely right about that. But, um, you know, it is. It, it does really take all the debris out of the way. It kicks all the mind chatter and debris out of the way, and 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 gets right to the right to the crux of the matter. So, yeah. Are you up for one more caller? Sure. All right, let's go for it. Here we go. This is a three oh three area code. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. What's your first um, name? My name is Randy. Hi, Randy. Okay, go ahead, Hi. Yeah, I was just wondering if you are getting any messages as to help me with my spiritual, like something that would help me with my spiritual growth. Okay. Hi, Randy. This is Carol. Hi. Kara? Carol. Oh, that's my daughter. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Let me take a moment and try and make a connection with you here. I'm getting, first of all, I'm getting the symbol of water. Do you feel things? Uh, like, like yeah, like, really? you mean like a, like an empath? Yes. Yeah, I'm an I empath. I really feel things. Yeah, I do. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm near, like, any, especially if I'm near my family who are, like, like crying or whatever, I'll start crying. I'm like, don't yeah. uh-huh. cry because I will cry if you cry. <laughs> right. Highly yeah. sensitive. You're very highly sensitive and oftentimes empaths are. Most people are highly sensitive that are, that are spiritual. Hello? Yeah. Yes. Hello. Okay. Yeah, we've got a storm coming in. I don't know if that's my end or your end. I also want to ask you your sun sign, Randy. Not your birthday. Just give me your sun sign. Oh, I don't know what. I just know Aquarius. Is that Aquarius? Aquarius. Okay. What day and month? Two fifteen. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right there in Aquarius. Okay. All right. Well, you really uh, Aquarians tend to think, think, think feelings, but you must have a lot of Pisces in your chart because you're so close to the sun sign of Pisces that I think this is helping you. Um, one of the things that will help you with your spiritual growth, I believe, is, is um, it just try and find some classes to take from some people near you. Um, take some time to sit down and think about what that means for you. Well, when I'm talking about spiritual growth, what does that mean? Where, What direction do I want to go in? Because spiritual growth is just such a huge umbrella that it could be a million things. Yeah, most mostly like what is what is the thing that's holding me back? Like what is it that I need to let go of? Okay, first of all, like what fear, is it? Fear. There's resistance and fear. What's going to happen to me if you're going to yes, want to exactly. look and see if you have that? Like I had okay. such a good day today. Like I had a really good day. I met like someone who was really an incredible person who's going to help me on my, my path, and I was feeling really excited, and all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, my God, it can't be. Like, I feel like something, like I'm doomed for something. <laughs> like this, like, feeling of doom comes across me. And it's just like, so 
Why does that happen? <laughs> we have a, we this very often happens to people and sometimes you know the darker forces do try and like put a damper on us, you know, when we grow more toward the light, you know, they'll they'll try and come in and I don't want to scare you. It's not like you're surrounded by dark forces, but it's yeah. it's part of the human condition. It's moving past the fear and the what ifs and what will people think of me and it has a lot to do with childhood conditioning, maybe a religious upbringing you know the reasons could be very buried in your subconscious mind but one of the main reasons i found with many people and it was true for myself past life memories mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. martyred mm-hmm. for your abilities right. and gifts to such yeah, an extent i think that's true i think that's true because i've been told that before <laughs> So, to such an extent yeah. that you might have died a horrible death, maybe even more than one lifetime, and in this lifetime there's that little part of you that goes, uh-uh, been there, done that, ain't going to do that again. Right. You know? And so, so but then just, there's the light it, just calling it, right? to you. So you just start with baby steps. Maybe take a Reiki mm-hmm. class. Maybe just start little. And okay. And as you build on each little success, and maybe fine-tune your direction, then it, it that will no longer be an issue. And just just trust yourself and, and own it. It's okay, okay to own it. All right. Thank you. I needed that. You're I did. Thank you. Thank you for Take calling. Care. And I <laughs> I want to let uh, I want to let her know that yes. Um, I have spoken to so many different people, and almost all of us had to sort of come out of the, what we've coined, the spiritual closet, you know? Yes, exactly. Right. It can be be scary, and we're worried about, yeah, what people are going to think, and the word judgments was, was coming up for me in regards to that last caller, worrying about judgment of others. Right. So it's... It can be pretty overwhelming, and then also, yes, I've heard many teachers, and it's true. You might have heard me. You might have heard me saying, "Mm hmm, mm hmm," on this side of the phone. Um, that yes, past life things and karma related to, you know, having these gifts in a prior life, possibly being um, injured, hurt, uh, banished, yeah, isolated. Yes. 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 Yeah. Or thrown out of the country, <laughs> right? You just never know. Left to starve. And then yeah. I think it's kind of in our um, cultural, like we're coming out of it now, right? But in the last couple of hundred years, prior to the last twenty or so, you know, it was just really kind of looked down upon. Yes, it was. We came into the age of reason. First, we went through the dark ages, the middle ages, the burning times. The, everything was church-related, so that the church didn't want any competition, so they they decided to create something with horns and cloven hoofs, and anybody mm-hmm. who dabbled in what's called the darker arts, you know, had to be, you know, you know, rooted out and burned, you know, and there right. there are some that did dabble, you know, that there, there is some truth in it, but it, it became almost a fear thing that has to be, you know, rooted within us through through our, you know, hereditary genes. Right, right. That, that yep. we have that fear and don't understand it, that there, and even in, you know, the 19th, 20th centuries, you know, there's still that fear that's left over from those times. But, you know, as we got into um, technology and, uh, you know, recent times, everything was black and white. If you couldn't see it, feel it, touch it, it doesn't exist, you know. And so it... I want to say within the last 10 years, and there was an astrological reason for this, but it was time uh, for us to take that evolutionary leap um, into a higher consciousness and reconnect with our spiritual selves. And so many people are feeling that calling because of it. So many people are opening up just very rapidly like never before, and yet there's still those like nagging words or mm-hmm. people's opinions or even my own family you know mm-hmm. they look at me like hmm she's interesting she says she does this and that and it's not a part of their reality 
mm-hmm. and that's okay. I've learned that it's okay. I don't need to apologize to anybody for the wonderful gifts that I've been given. Right. What I used to think of was something I should be ashamed of and, and hang my head and keep hidden. Now I jump around and go, look at this. Look at I've been so blessed with having this, and I'm so glad I can help others. How can anybody argue with that? Right, right. I know it's a it's yeah. We're not trying to to hurt. We're actually just trying to help. And even in the ways of not um, it, it, not even if we're working with someone one on one, right? Like I know for me, part of my path is, especially at this point right now, is to help heal the earth. Now, what does that mean? I'm not, you know, going to turn into an advocate. I'm not going <laughs> to do anything crazy. But I spend a lot of time in nature, and I just send a lot of love. You know what I mean? And that's all I do. I mean, it's nothing, you know, magical, so to speak. But we're raising the vibration, whatever, holding right. the whole everybody, yeah. you know, helping right. Yeah, so you're it's rebuilding all the positive. grid, so to speak. And even to me, it is magic in a way. I like to call it magic because it's 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 wonderful. You know, I love to go outside. I love to look at flowers. I watch pretty birds. I'm not a bird watcher per se, but it to me, it's one of my greatest joys uh, is to reconnect with the earth and say thank you, thank you for what we have, thank you for everything, and let's just keep it, and let's just keep it as beautiful as it is, you know. And everyone, in their own little way, doing that will help heal the earth, just like you say, uh, so that we don't have to destroy this planet we're on, which is the course that we're on right now. Right. And and I don't know what I said about magic, because I like magic also. I just spent oh, just a quick retreat up in North Carolina, and literally the words that continued to go over and over and over in my mind were, this place is magical, this place is magical. It's just, I can't remember, like I said, what I said a minute ago, saying something about ma- magic. I like that word also. But, you know, it has that that connotation of, like, the dark arts or witchcraft. or And even that, I mean, it's all good, you know. I mean, people are doing spells and practicing witchcraft and I don't have an issue with it but so many still do and that's just because we're coming out of that those past you know centuries basically of yes still the leftover uh, residue of um, the dark side of it to me magic is like Walt Disney you know (laughs) to me magic is like a child um, (laughs) looking at miracles and the wonderment of it and it feels good it's warm fuzzy to me that's what magic is and if you want to go then into the ritual high magic that's a whole other ball game that's what you're talking about then we have the people that dabble they're Wiccans um, witchcraft Mm -hmm. there's there's a whole community there that there are many different meanings and labels and and some do dabble in in the dark arts and so that's their thing and and believe me if you put something dark out there it's going to come back threefold so you know before anybody decides that they want to go down that road just be aware of that (laughs) you know yeah no I I much prefer the, yeah, the more magical. The warm fuzzies, yeah. (laughs) Yes, and love, peace. And that's okay. You know, some people call uh, light workers and and people Uh that work in the light, you know, kind of Pollyanna or, you know, uh, sugar-coated or what have you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our true natures, um, our true selves, we don't carry anything negative. It is all magical and beautiful. I mean, and, and yet... Many people are taught to believe that's not reality, so therefore you must go to the psychiatrist and get some drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know. So they actually send them down a, a road that's oftentimes not pleasant, and that brings up another subject very quickly. A lot of times in the past, people that have exhibited uh, different abilities, especially hearing voices, clear audience, or right. uh, mediumship, have been shut away in a, institutions and in asylums, you know, and we're coming out of that, too. Right. Uh, so uh, people heard about great aunt 
Martha who uh-huh. you know had a lobotomy or you know there's still there's still like family stories that filter down you don't want to be like them and yeah you know on the by the other side of the coin many people have had a grandmother or great grandmother that had the second sight and they call it that they give it that label or she could heal or she could do things so you know it's it's in certain segments in certain um you know kind of ethnic backgrounds, um, it, it's actually something that is quite revered and honored. And yeah. let's talk about reincarnation. Most of the Eastern religions, it's an everyday fact. You get into the Western world and, you know, until recently, reincarnation was woo-woo stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and your doctors will pontificate and tell you, you know, you're just you're making uh you're making up a story and you you read a book or you saw a TV program you forgot about so it couldn't possibly be a past life and so you know we're we're coming out of all that but we're still kind of on the fringe right now we are. you know, I know. we're, we're yeah. moving but with all the people that are interested enough to listen tonight and those who listen to Tracy's show week after week and Tracy is doing such good work in getting the word out there you know you're all the you're all the way showers. You're you're the pioneers, you know, and you never know what you're going to do or say for someone that in this realm might just turn their com- life completely around in a beautiful way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has been fun. We have a few more minutes, and I wanted to, um, because I'm curious, and I'm sure my listeners are curious, so tell us a little bit about what you offer. So can people contact you to do you still work one-on-one doing mediumship work, like if somebody wanted to contact their relative? or? Yeah, actually, I'm moving away from that only because of time constraints and right. really focusing on the classes. You know, I can mm-hmm. always direct them to one of my students who is a good practicing medium. Um, I do have the mediumship home study course. Uh-huh. Uh, which is taking someone from bare bones beginning all the way into becoming a full-blown medium. Um, it is 270 pages, easy to follow, but it's good for people that even get a small group of friends or like-minded people together, and, and they go through this book, you know, and study right. it by yeah, the yeah. week. And I have uh, a 16-week live class that accompanies the book, and then uh, by the August, I do believe I'm going to have all the exercises recorded so that if someone wants to have the exercises to listen to rather than recording them themselves or trying to read through it, you're going to have that option. I, this book is, is, is purchased by people all over the world from places you wouldn't even think. I just had one uh, an order from Iraq. You know, uh-huh. so uh-huh. from from a person that that has grown up in Iraq, so you know we're not talking about one of our uh, people, special forces. Mm-hmm. Now, I also will be getting a program out in psychic development. I don't know why I felt the calling to do the mediumship first. Mm-hmm. Would have thought it would be the other way around, but that that um, my book is almost finished. Um, I already have a publisher for it, and uh, the the psychic development. Uh, workbook is soon to be available too and then i have the classes by phone and i i will be doing you know workshops around the country as well i'm really getting active in that but the classes by phone are a great way to learn um people from all over the country you don't have to spend thousands to travel clear across country to do a workshop you're right on the phone with me on a weekly basis you receive your handouts you receive the recording of the class the very next day you meet other people a lot of great friendships have have been built on these classes and also on facebook um, i'm going to be starting a group a forum type group mm-hmm. so those are the things that that I have to offer. So if you're interested in learning the Akashic Records, if you're interested in focusing primarily on your spirit guides or you really want to go into angelology or, you know, go into the angelic realm or even do angelic readings, you know, we'll be taking classes in that clairvoyance. I offer a specific class for clairvoyance. 
Um, a lot of people are just interested in developing their clairvoyance. Um, I'm trying to think. I've got so many, you know, I can't yeah. quite bring them to mind. I do do a class in spirit entities and spirit attachments because a lot of people are carrying them around and don't realize it. So we discover, do you have one? Do you think you have one? Are you tired all the time? Or are you thinking thoughts that don't seem to be yours? Um, you know, are, are are you feeling ill or did you pick up a habit that, you would have never dreamed of picking up, you know. These are all indications of a possible, I'm not saying for sure that it is. And spirit attachments aren't fatal usually, and um, but they can hold one back, and they can be released and let go of. So that's a very important class. And then I also teach classes in the paranormal, paranormal investigating. I did work with Lloyd Auerbach in Northern California. We went aboard the Hornet many times. I am certified through Lloyd as well. Um, and Carol? so, yes. <laughs> We're going to run out of time. Oh, that's and okay. On, on, it's okay. On Blog Talk Radio, it just cuts off. So um, I want to make sure I say imagine, it's imagine spirit. Mm-hmm. Dot com, just like it sounds, imaginespirit.com. And thank you so much for being here. And, yes, you have a lot to offer, so everyone thank go. Thank you. I'm honored. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Go check out her website, and we'll see you next week.